Is there anything better in this world than the Montreal Canadiens beating the Toronto Maple Leafs any day of the year? But especially home opener, season opener, something that hasn't been done in a long time. And I mean a very, very long time. This is why I love this franchise. This is why I love the Montreal Canadiens. This is why I love doing this podcast. It's a new episode of the Curfew Boys. We got three of us tonight. I am Sammy with my cousin Chris for the first time together this season. And Joey, Joey, the man I've been waiting for. The, the guy, man you're going to say that I'm correct. I predicted a win in the, the whole guy, opening. The guy I'm going to fucking trash a good part of the night. I'm okay? ready. You better be ready. You have no choice but to be ready. Hi and welcome, everybody. What a what a fantastic uh, past 24 hours it's been for uh, Habs Nation, for Habs fans everywhere. Uh, kicking off the season at the Bell Center, like always against Toronto, but I think I checked, boys. Um, I think the last time the Canadians had an open home opener, season opener, both of them, was October 4th. First in 2012, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it was a long time ago. It was yeah. a long time. It was literally almost. Oh my god, it's almost 10 years ago. Basically. We either opened the season always with Buffalo or with Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I think the last time the Canadians did not lose the season opener at the Bell Center was back in 2000. I think it was 2002. I remember Jack here, like we forgot oh. they tied they tied Toronto two two. Back then, when, <laughs> tie, when remember, remember, remember when ties when the games ended in the tie? Yep, that's literally uh, frustrating. <laughs> oh my god, frustrating! <laughs> I, sometimes I wonder if they should bring that back. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, guys, let's let, let's just get straight to it, man. The the Habs they beat the Leafs by a final score of four three. Um, it start l- l- like usual. I'm gonna sound biased here, and I really don't care. I truly don't. Find me, find me an arena, an NHL, an NHL arena that does opening ceremonies better than the Bell Center. I, I, I dare you all. I don't care if I'm biased, but seriously, I dare you all. Find one, please, and let us know. Because yesterday was just another example of beautiful, classic. Um, yeah. I think you know what I have to say Vegas what you're what you're going Vegas is the closest that comes to us but that's spectatorship that's showmanship on their part but mm-hmm. talk about class respect uh, call back to former generations of, uh, of yep. a club with such a rich franchise nobody yep. does it like Montreal if you look at other good hockey markets and I'll finally tip my hat to you Toronto you're a good hockey market your freaking entrances are so cheesy. They're they're corny. Nobody likes them. So I'm with Sammy on that. Did Nobody you, does it like Montreal. Did anybody see? I don't know who who here has Twitter, but did you guys see on Twitter like Ottawa fans and Senators fans? Are they're like, oh, the torch is cheesy, and it's like, but, but you they realize have a fucking they have a fucking senator dressed up like a Roman soldier that comes out. What kind of stupidity <laughs> is that? No, no but <laughs> they also forget where the torch comes from. You know, from Flanders Field, the famous Canadian poem. Yeah, they, I don't think mm. they realize that. That's no, surprising. they don't. But that, but this is why this is why I'm calling out Sans fan. I, I, imagine like Ottawa Senators, like the capital of the country. Okay, where the origin of where that poem's from. They should know this. What do you want? They're Sens fans. They're Leafs fans. What can you do? You know, not not uh, all. Uh, I guess all men are created equal, and then some just become Sens fans or Leafs fans. I don't know. What it, <laughs> but anyways, I digress. I loved. I love that opening ceremony. Like Chris said, um, just an homage to the legends: Lafleur, uh, Beliveau, uh, Richard, all the others. The, the dynasty of the seventies too, and. Uh, I actually love the uh, intro to the players. Uh, I think one of them really. Did you shed a tear? I did. Hey, uh, hey, okay, yeah. listen. If you're a fan of Carey Price and you didn't shed or almost shed a tear 
after the intro that he had, like you're either not human, you're a robot, you have no soul, or you're you're just you're you're you're, you're dead inside. That was Patrick that was Lallim. beautiful. Even Patrick Lalim said you, you you heard it in his voice, and he asked him, "Did you shed a tear?" And he says, "Yeah, uh, I've been through that when your mm-hmm. when your career is on the on the back end, and you're not sure that you're ever going to play again, and what this guy has done for the city." Patrick Lalim was actually emotional on air. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Uh, he he, and you could you saw that price like really soaked it in. Yeah, I hope I hope to God it's not the end. But like, he kind of he he looked like he. It was almost like he was saying a goodbye type of thing, it, like, it, like it, a thank you and a goodbye. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm happy they brought out Paul Byron too. You know, even the I think what was uh, the day before they announced that he's done for the year with his with his hip problems. I think he's similar in Price's path. I don't think there's really much left for him. I don't think so either. But the, the worst thing about it is that it's his contract year. So let's say let's say by by some miracle he does recover at this point or as of that point, it's going to be trying to find a team that's willing to take a chance on him. Yeah, true. Personally, for him, it's it's not great. No. Um, but Montreal, I mean, whether it's force or not, you can see, and maybe this will bring us, you know, to the game and to, to our next segment of it is we're, we're finally trending towards, you know, the players of our future. Mm-hmm. We're starting to slowly get rid of the older generation and starting with new. <laughs> so, so, so when you say the older generation, you actually mean the Mark Bergevin era players, right? Yes. <laughs> but I think there's, I think there's one, one left. Well, well, I mean, there's no, guys drafted there's... by him, but I'm, I'm saying no, 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 no. Okay, okay, I'm not. I'm, I'm okay. I'm gonna exclude the guys drafted by him from Caulfield till till uh, till Mayu. I'm gonna exclude those guys because right now it's only it's only Caulfield that's there. Uh, mind you, Caden Gooley got his NHL debut, but we're gonna get to him later. Suzuki was the trade, and then Mayu. Well, you know, we all know that story. But I mean, like, players he acquired or drafted, and I'm talking about, like, when he first started, when Bergevin first started. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. Only, there's only Gallagher left. That's right. Price, Price is, even though Price is Balgany era, Price became who he was with the, in the Bergevin era. Uh, Drouin was a healthy scratch contract year. And then there's Byron that's, that's got, you know, he, him too. He's I don't on know. LTIR, Hoffman, so. does he count? I mean, he was signed by <sighs> him, but. Yeah, but no, he but he wasn't part of the he wasn't part of the the retool. Know, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. like 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 Drouin was part of the retool retool. Weber was part of the retool. But when Bergman came in, you know, he drafted Galchenyuk, he drafted um he drafted Gallagher, he drafted McCarran and Bullier and those guys. They're all gone. The only one that's left is Gallagher. And then in the retool era, if you want to call it, there's only who's left? There's only Drouin. That's it. He picked maybe picked up Paul Byron maybe a season or two before that. Petrie's gone. There's nobody left. So no. we really we really have entered a new era with this team. And I and it freaking showed last night. It really showed that this is Kent Hughes, Jeff Gordon, Marty St. Louis team now. And we got a beautiful performance out of them last night, where everyone thought we were gonna get killed against the Leafs. The strong, mighty Maple Leafs. Apparently, that's what the fuck people think they are. Mm-hmm. You go, you go zero and eight in the preseason. I mean, eventually you're gonna have to win one. And it, I'm just so happy. And I'm so glad it turned out to be the fucking season home opener. What a night! What a night! Yeah, and it uh, it showed with the team. Uh, the team played well yesterday. The core, uh, the core did well. Uh, the young core. I'm speaking of. There were a few. I mean, we we're talking about this off pod. There were a few players, the less, the more experienced that actually, to me, made more mistakes, which was kind of odd. Not mm-hmm. odd, but I guess because we knew what's going to come. And, you know, I'm going to start with David Savard, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. He, I, I, I don't know. He was, oof. he was okay, but he got outperformed by the rookies, in my opinion. So, I mean, he's not going to be there as part of the future. But as a, overall, it was it was a positive game. They played super well. I'm glad they I'm glad they won it. I predicted they won, and I wanted them to win the opener, even though I want them to tank. 
Slavkovsky had a decent game, drew a penalty, had a really good chance. Yep. Who played the most minutes out of any defenseman or any play, actually any Canadian on the ice. Uh, Jack, I know he was beat on the breakaway and he caused a penalty shot, but you can tell like this guy wants to be there. He had his oh, head yeah. down. They bailed him out, got his head back up. Harris had a solid game. Habs, they get outshot, but they did not get outplayed. Not Very as true. what we saw last year. Last year, they would get outshot by 10, 15, 20. But you could tell they seriously would get outplayed. Not this year. Power play, their final five was good. Power play still needs work. Uh, it still looked a little lost, but we don't really have a power play quarterback. But overall, I mean, the core, the core really, they impressed for game one. They really did. And they can only get better. I mean, this is their, literally their first NHL experience. So hats off to them. So, Joe, so basically what you're saying is you want the Canadians to now go 1-81. and 81. You're okay with that. I will say, and I think Chris made the best point. I will say four and seventy-eight. <laughs> but it, it doesn't make it any better. It's still the yeah, most random because that, record because, ever. No, because Chris said the, the exact point. I'm stealing it from Chris because they beat okay. Toronto another three times. Boston, bro. Okay. I, no, I I, I also know. want them to be Boston. No, no, no Boston. No. The, the it's. I'm sorry that that rivalry ish is is not there right now. Zdeno Chara is gone. Bergevin's on. Bergevin, Bergeron's on his last legs. I think that rivalry needs to kick back up Mar- when a new core comes in. They're not there yet. Yeah, so I don't Mar- and, and, I, and I think Marshawn's on LTIR too. So uh, R- Rask is gone. Tori Krug, that little shit. He's gone yeah. too. <laughs> Well, look, though, don't you find the roles are kind of inversed? Boston has quite a bit of talent, but we have the fucking big bruisers. Like, isn't it the time to beat the shit out of the Boston players? and, uh, and be Yeah, but that's the old players players. you want to beat the shit out of. It's, it's new players that are in Boston. <coughs> no, I'm serious. I'm just thinking about the old core. That, yeah, you're scary. the one that bothered us so much. <laughs> you know, they were they used to pound spot check. You remember spot check? Oh, that was brutal. Yeah, it was yeah, bell just, going. Who 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 was that had Tom Pyatt and just with his elbow pad, he's just Campbell. Fucking, it was Campbell. just Campbell. Yeah, like, oh. like he 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 man, he's just like waving the fucking exactly the wand all, on his head. Like all those guys guy. are, are gone. There will be we had the same situation, I think, with Toronto when they were really bad and they were going through a transition. We're kind of having that with Boston, not saying Boston's bad, but they're going so, through a bit of a transition as themselves. Yeah. So it's, there's no rivalry right now, in I my was, opinion. I was so happy they uh so part of the opening ceremony, you know, when you had like you had Gallagher, Suzuki, Caulfield saying, Remember when this happened or when this happened, or when the fights and the brawls would happen, and you just see Kovalev just fucking Stick oh, up the shoulder yeah. over that Darcy fuckhead Tucker's fucking schnoz. Oh my god, that highlight! I there's so many Alexei Kovalev highlights that I love throughout his not with just the Canadians but with throughout his career. I think that one is has to be a top top three. There's, I miss there's I miss there's fire. Oh, there's passion. The 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 top the top three highlights of my Kovalev real quick before we before we get back on track. It's 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 the uh, the helmetless goal against Boston. It's Joey. I remember when Kovalev scored this with Team Russia, where he deked the shit out of the defender and on the goal line at such a bad angle, roofed it. That's my second. And then the third is is just that Darcy Tucker, you piece of shit. Anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, Joe, um, for real, Yes, like the win itself was perfect, but the overall play, in my, in my eyes, it wasn't perfect, but it was great to see. It was amazing to see. Um, I, I, guys, do you remember the last time the Canadians had three rookies skating or like taking warm-up solo? Last, remember year. What... last year, didn't they? At the same time. Who, who no, was on the same they never, time? They never had three at the same time. For three rookies? Yeah. Three guys the same night making their NHL debut. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, at the same night. Okay. No, 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 no. Not the same night. I think, no, that, no. I think possibly Galchenyuk and Gallagher had the same, possibly. Uh, don't, like, don't quote me on it, but I think okay. that was the closest that we've come to last night. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I loved it. I loved Slav. Did you see Slavkovsky smile when he got introduced? Yeah, his smile was like from ear to ear, man, and he was loving. He was on that kid looked like he was on cloud nine, just like 
It's like he was enjoying it, and and that's what we want to see. Like that, that's like I like the fact how hockey players, you know, they're 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 a lot of them are, you know, they're serious, but they're, you know, they're not they're not um, they're not that outgo. Like how can I say that? They're not like extroverts. Most of them, most of them doesn't mean they're it doesn't mean like just just one on camera, but or like, but I love like Slavkovsky's reaction. Like it was it was amazing. It's 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 what about I love his interview. That. Uh, yeah, his interview was pretty cool. What did I see? I saw bits of it where he was saying that he loved the crowd. He couldn't believe it. He, he said we're better than, you the know, fact that... Go ahead, oh, Chris. The fact that he finished it off by saying, uh, yeah, we got to beat the better players. So he was happy to beat Austin Matthews. And they said, I'm happy to beat Toronto in particular. And it's just like, Perfect. he gives these little golden tidbits almost every interview he gives. Yeah. And you see right away, the especially I watch a lot, on RDS and you see a lot of the reporters right away, they're smiling ear to ear too. As soon as one of his interviews ends, because he always gives that little pearl, that little gem to hang on to and to smile about. He's, he's got a magnetic and outstanding character. And he's like you said, he's not an overwhelming extrovert. Uh, and he's exactly what Kent Hughes said. He's, he's funny and confident while yeah. at the same time, humble. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wonder, part of me wonders if he was able to speak like proper English, kind of like us, like <laughs> if he would be still considered like funny or whatever. But yeah, I, 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 I love this kid. I love his character. Uh, man, that opportunity he had in the high slot, like he it was a good shot. If he would have roofed that, I'm telling you, the, the roof of the building of the Bell Center would have came down. Like 100 percent. I hope he scores before if well we'll talk about it. If he does get sent now, whatever. I want him to score a goal with Montreal. I really do. I hope so too. Um speaking of goals, I mean, geez. It, it, it was was it meant to be for, for Cole Caulfield to get two goals last night and and, and the, the way he did them? The way the way he and Suzuki were playing, yeah. That's I mean, that's signature Cole Caulfield. You're either gonna get him to score on the power play once we can fix it. Or the way he scored yesterday, because that's Cole Caulfield. Which which one? The way he scored yesterday, he scored two of them, two beautiful ones. Both. He's gonna <laughs> anytime he gets that chance down the wing, either side. He, I mean, he can hit that corner, no screen, nothing like that's an elite shot. Every time he scores or he has a good game, I always think back to the uh, Philadelphia draft party where they were screaming. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, but they they um, when Philly when Philly's manager or whoever announced it, they're like from the U.S. Uh, the US national Cam York. They all cheered. Yeah, call Cam York. What? What the fuck? It's just like a bunch. Of, it's like, you know, typical Philly anger. It's just like, well, they had a right to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're seeing it now, right? So, and we even have the to me the best defensive prospect from the USA. Screw Cam York. We have Lane Hudson. Oh my God, his his NCAA de debut was phenomenal, phenomenal. Like I I I don't want to rush this kid, but if he makes it look way too easy in the NCAA, I, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I I expect Hughes to try to sign him within two seasons from Could now. We have a final finally a quarterback power play am i gonna he's gonna he, he, he's he's gonna he's gonna a hundred percent be that kind of player i think they're gonna wait for him to grow just a little bit like of he's course. supposed to because right now i think he's measured in at five eight or nine and he's supposed to go up to five ten five eleven i think they're gonna wait for that and just wait for his game to progress but uh he picked up what like three assists in his yeah. uh, in his yeah, debut looked, i saw the highlights look very good yeah he 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 yeah. did like the head fake one one guy like the the, the forward that's trying to cover him like i think the jock strap ended up on one rafter the glove and the helmet went on the other it's it's that kid's ridiculous and i saw him at the montreal canadians development camp like um early in the summer he's phenomenal that, that kid's insane so i really hope he progresses and if he's gonna become part of that future like wow but cole caulfield dude man when he roofed that first one oh my god that was fucking beautiful that was yep. beautiful that saucer pass from Suzuki as well was was absolutely phenomenal, and you could tell those guys been hanging out together or at least gotten close because the, the, yeah. they have they have that chemistry on the ice. It's it's ridiculous. Literally picking up where they left off from last season when Marty came in, you know, a little shades here and there of those two together during the playoffs. So when when they beat Toronto, it's it's 
it's it's beautiful. All of this against the Maple Leafs. And, you know, and he's on pace to win the Rocket Richard, 164 goals. He's okay. on pace. Okay. Hey, yeah, McDavid has three oh already. My God, my God. Ovechkin didn't even <laughs> Ovechkin didn't even get 70 in a season. Can we please you stop? Know, <laughs> but you know what's crazy about Caulfield? He yeah. had two goals. He could have had up to five. I think he had five good scoring chances. Well, yesterday. he missed. Well, remember the, the first one in the first period. Yeah. Exactly. He missed yeah. that one. Imagine he gets that one. He's That's got a, a hat trick. First game. Yeah. That's a hat trick. Like, can you? I wonder if who's if there's any player out there that scored a hat trick in the last game of their season and then scored a hat trick in their opening game the next season. That is I a wonder, tough stat to follow. I, I wonder if, if there's a player stat out there that exists. So so all my, my at least he's continuing his his progression under San Louis. Like Amazing. San Louis has done wonders with with him. Yeah, but you know what? I'm convinced a lot of it is just from him. I I, I I, I, it I could believe. be, but coincidentally, when St. Louis got hired, I, I mean, believe I believe boring. I believe Marty is the motivational factor. I truly believe that. I believe Marty Marty is the common denominator. But I just think Caulfield himself just he knew after going down to Laval and and the rough start he had of the first half of last season. I think for him, he knew that he never wanted to feel that again, and he knew he had to step it up. Having a guy like St. Louis, a guy he a guy that he idolized when he was a kid for sure. Absolutely must help. But I just think Cole really focused on himself, his game and really put in the work to improve his game. The, the preseason he, 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 and even yesterday, he looks like he's at another level. He yeah. probably, probably worked out. He probably did a lot of, apparently he was on the ice a lot during the, uh, during the off season. He trained with a lot of other NHL players. Like he trained with Shifley he trained with uh, fuck. I don't know who else. I, I, I re- drawing a memory blank here, but like he was on the ice a lot this off season, and it shows. It shows. What stands out the most, I find, is he got quicker. Yeah, he's able to dangle in the space the size of a phone booth. Yeah, like I'm, I'm finding his hands are even quicker. Yeah, on top of his just overall speed. Um, and he's he's driving the play a lot more. He's mm-hmm. carrying that puck. He's seeing the ice better. But like it's really, he's getting himself into these really really dangerous positions to be shooting. And yeah, like, even yesterday, his second goal, he's looking up for the pass, looking up for the pass. He had a just a fraction, yeah, of a of a second to make make just a little adjustment and roof it, and he did. And that's that's like that's all the difference. I'm I'm sorry to maybe you know yeah. too. He's he's confident. He knows his place is in Montreal. He's happy that he's going to have a coach that he he loves to play for. He works his ass off and has has a partner in Suzuki that he, you know, the chemistry is off the charts right from the from the get go. Like this kid has every reason to go into the off season and work his ass off. And I'm I'm super happy to see the result the, of that. Joey, you mentioned the power play. I, I just wanted to get to this. I don't know if. Like, I agree with you in the first part of the game, but do you remember towards the end when they had one of their last power their, plays? They dominated. Yeah, they stayed in the zone. Power play they did. Yeah. Suzuki was on one side. Uh, Caulfield was on the other side. And I think it was Weidman on the back end. And they, they freaking didn't leave that zone. If they play any bit like that, that's going to be a hell of a good power play and a dangerous one too. They controlled the, uh, the zone very well in the last power play, but... The offensive instinct besides Caulfield and Suzuki is what I find is lacking. This is what we're seeing, the power play quarterback and maybe a guy along the boards. I'm hoping Slavkovsky can fill like the bumper spot, the guy in front of the net or a guy along the boards. And when Lane Hudson comes in or obviously in a shorter term, if Mike Matheson come back, I think he can – I think he'll be able to help that. That's the part I think we're missing. Just that – that offensive instinct, that IQ, like you see when Toronto has it with Matthews, Marner, and Nylander and Tavares. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could just see that there's a difference, even though we were in the zone for two minutes. But once we fix those areas, that's great. But for the love of God, stop the freaking drop pass. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, the classic, it's the classic, you know, the, the, uh, the Nick Suzuki. I mean, he's the only one that's able to carry the puck, but it's the classic Nick Suzuki down the middle. And then he backhand sauce it to the guy on his right, just so it could go over the defender's stick. That's the last one at the blue line. 
but it's a bit predictable. But that's the only concern I have is that on that power play, I don't know which wave it is, but there's only one defender in there to somewhat play quarterback. I don't even think Weidman is considered a quarterback, but he is he is a good power play specialist and to some degree. And then the other one, you have only five forwards. Like to me, that's well, they're missing Matheson. I think he's supposed to yeah. be the other one when he comes back. Yeah, I guess so. But um I I I wonder if this is a thing where it's like, okay, do they bring back Jonathan Drouin on in the lineup and in on the power play? Where where do you fit him? I think he comes back. I don't know. <laughs> I think he comes back if you either bench Hoffman, who's not been playing well, or you send down Slavkowski. That's where I think he's he will he'll mm. slot in. Interesting. I I I wonder. I still don't know. I I still don't know what they're gonna do with Slavkowski. I really don't know. Neither he's do played, I. He's, he's played. He's played the one game. Stay up. Yeah. But so far, he, like, I understand if they keep him because he's playing okay enough. But I understand if they send him down. What I will not understand is if they do keep him up, but they won't. I I would have this fear if we were still under Ducharme, him playing like like uh, like Wright played yesterday, six minutes a game. No, if you give him six minutes, you send him down to Lavat. Oh, but well, not gonna do that. No, he played he played 10 minutes and 34 seconds. Yeah, he did. I'm just saying like right because Wright played six minutes yesterday. I would I would have yeah. loved I would have loved to have seen him play uh a little bit more in the third period. I find me too. Uh, me too. He was, he played a bit safe, Marty, because we were still in the game. And he, you know what's funny is they took off Slavkowski for Dandanoff. Yeah, yeah. On yeah. the last shift. Yeah. Which yeah. To the goal. yeah but... Funny enough, right? A, wait, wait, wait. There was one thing to add, though, guys, and Marty specified it after the game. I'm Marty, like, uh, like he's my best friend, but uh, he's all of um, our best friends. He's all of our he, best friends. He, we he, all love him. <laughs> we all love him. But he actually specified after the game how much did special teams play in the game. Like there was, there were a lot of power plays and there were a lot of penalty kills. Saint Louis actually openly said Slavkovsky would have had more minutes had there not been as much special teams play throughout the game. So yeah. I'm very, very curious to see what his time is going to be next game, especially if, they, if they're if uh, they disciplined or unlucky in getting power plays. I, so. I, so, so look, let, let's say for argument's sake here, they're going to keep him for the nine games. You know, there's already one game in, eight left, theoretically. I wonder if it, after two, the next two, three games are played, the first half, like if the first half of those those nine games, he's played off the power play. I wonder if the remaining half, they're going to try to put him on the power play just to see, just maybe to help them decide whether he's going to be sent down or not. So that's, that's what I was that's what I was going to ask. But Chris, do, do you feel like Slavkovsky should be on the power play at some point? Because I thought Marty Saint Louis would give him an opportunity at a certain point to try the power play, but they didn't. They, given the struggles too, I thought they could have gave him a chance. I would okay, and this is I'm gonna answer it by kind of stating something else, and uh, I'm gonna make Joey happy because I'm kind of shitting on Gallagher, Gallagher a little bit here. I do not like Gallagher's ability to pass. I hate you both on the po- on the power play on the power play. He's not he's great in the bumper position, but on the boards I do see Slavkovsky being that big body, and I find he makes an excellent, clean, quick pass that can be very 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 well utilized. The only thing with Slavkovsky is. You mentioned this before. Uh, was it Joey or Sammy? I apologize for not remembering, but it was me. Slavkovsky, when he puts his head down and he drives and he drew that penalty, that's how he has to be skating the second that he gets on the ice, all the way to when he gets off the ice. I told you last last time he he's got his head on a swivel when he's looking around and not fucking just driving. He's not the same player. When he puts his head down and he goes for it, I'm like, holy shit, this, this is a dominant force. This guy could be extremely dominant very quickly. He has the means to do it. And he's, he's in that very moment, he's confident. And if he's ready to play like that, if he's solid with the two hands on the stick, ready to play along the boards, ready to be strong and aware of the surroundings, absolutely. He's got his place on that power play. I think it'll be overdue by the time he gets on. That's true. Yeah. Fair point. I think with the swivel with the head, I think it's a bit of nerves too. He doesn't want to get. I don't think he wants to get rocked. Sure. For, For sure. sure. And he did. He did, unfortunately. And I think now he's playing a little bit more cautious. But he's still in the learning phase, though. But like, there's one thing you notice is he uses his big body to, you know, win those puck battles. But then once he does, 
he's actually able to dish it to someone that's in the open. That's and right. He did, he did that. I think he did that on one of the plays, and I wonder if it's the same one that he drew a penalty on. I'm, I'm wondering if it's that one. But, again, it's just easy. You just got to play to a strength slowly, slowly. And, you know, I, I, I truly think before they make that decision, maybe two or three games before, I think they will. I just get that feeling. It could be it could be another one of those situations where, like, if if by some miracle the Canadians are winning four nothing from now till the ninth game, if they're winning like four nothing with <laughs> with you know like 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 less than ten minutes left in the third period or something, like that, and they get another power play, they'll probably put them on. They'll probably take off a guy, you know. They'll probably take off a Hoffman or a Dandenoff or or even a, a Gallagher for for you two fucking schmucks. They'll probably and and they'll put in Slavkovsky. Um, you want to know what devil's yeah. advocate? Just just to wrap up the power play because I, I want to go. What if they're trying to showcase Dadanov? What if they're trying to showcase Hoffman? These I think, guys not need to be traded, so oh, they're putting them I, I, in a position. I, sure? oh, I think I, so. I think the sooner the better. Okay, so hold on a sec. Let me let me extend an olive branch to that. Um, how about Sean Monahan? Oh yes, yes. Play, played well. I'm, I'm glad he came back from his surgery and he's doing well because in Calgary, oof. that was fucking the guy was the guy was out of Darth Vader Robocop. Like, like, pick one. The poor guy is just but like every limb of his was busted. See, yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard to judge because obviously yeah. I'm not a professional athlete and I don't have injuries like Monahan does, so you don't know from experience. But when you see on the guy with the ice and he's playing maybe not with a an injury in terms of like that's keeping off the ice, but when you're playing with something that's lingering, it, yeah, it's you're very not, hard to play. You're so not the same anymore. Exactly. You're not the same. Exactly. So, but us as the, you know, we're the armchair coaches. Like we see it I'm like, fuck, Monahan. No, no. My you're, you're the armchair coaches. We you're all arm- are, Sam. No, no, no. no. You are. are. You are. Some of us play. You are the armchair coach, my friend. Even if you play uh, rec beer league hockey, you're still an armchair coach because you're commenting on Montreal. Not a professional athlete. We all are. So we're professional podcasters then on this team. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we'll stick to our jobs. We do it very well. No, but for Monaghan, it just they said he's back. He may not be a hundred percent, but at least it's a lot better when we get out of Calgary and it showed. Mm-hmm. Big goal, played a big game. I thought he yeah. was I thought he was better than uh than Dvorak was. Dvorak uh, I don't know. I don't I don't want to speak of this. Well, I mean, but look, Dvorak, listen, he, if, if anything, I think Dvorak is where he's supposed to be. He's a third, not, line, a third line center. <laughs> not at his money. Not okay, at his salary. Okay, 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 okay. Granted, fine. But I think in terms of like just getting the job done, like he's... he's yeah, at getting the job done. But, you know, it's not his play that's always going to bother me with Dvorak, and we'll get back to Monaghan. It's like the Gallagher. It's the extras that come with it. It cost us a first-round pick. And it's costing us four point five million yeah. a year. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad asset value. It is. It it is. But but I mean, let's look at the reasons why you lost Philippe Dano, your best your best uh, face off man or centerman. The uh, Vorak was the next one, and you like, and okay. KK got traded. So your response yeah, is awful. to get this and finish last. I mean, so what more can you ask for then? I just don't. I I personally, if I could, just to get rid of it, and because. Kent Hughes is like struggling with cap space. He's one I'm of the guys. Worried. Hopefully, we can. I'm not worried about him. Oh my god, I'm not worried about this guy at no, all. No, I'm not worried about Kent Hughes. I'm just saying he's worried, and his job is to create mm-hmm. cap space, which is like insanely oh, hard to do. I, I, yeah, I, I, it takes time. I know, but Dvorak was okay. But getting back to Monahan, he played well, and I thought he was one of our definitely one of our better centers. Did you guys like Kirby Doc's play? Also, I did. Oh. I, I did. I thought he was composed. Yeah, uh, I look. He's a twenty-one-year-old kid. I know he's it's he's crazy. such. He's still young. I, I, I personally like we we didn't mention it last time. One of the remedies to our shitty power play zone entries is going to be Kirby Doc. I think he controls plays super well. That's another guy that I'd say has his spot along the boards. Just he's like a right-handed. He's got the frame of a right-handed Slavkovsky and he's got a hell of a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a better passer than most guys on this team. He's got uh, hands, again. man. He, the guy's got hands. If he would have scored that wraparound, oh, I, 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 I jumped, I jumped, but you know how some guys, okay. It's hard for me to describe on video and, and through the computer, 
But like when they go the wraparound, they kind of like you know they they have they kind of like slide and they turn their whole body with the pu- with the stick, just to get that that angle of the puck inside. Did you see? He was behind the net. He was behind the net. Yeah, he's like yeah, Mr. Yeah, Fantastic, no, fucking stretching. Dude, no shit. He literally, he was behind. He was literally the. He between, had an early start point, which is be, yeah, be, between, crucial, yeah. between the position of his body and where the stick was, he was literally a nine. He was ninety degree. <laughs> the guy was a ninety degree angle. <laughs> like it was the perfect like man. If he would have scored that, I uh, I was at work watching this with my colleagues, and we jumped. We literally jumped out of our seats. We thought he scored, but fuck, fucking Murray just that much you know you know guys what this is anyways um yeah so Does he have potential to be the second line center i don't know if i still i'm not ready to commit whether or not he's going to be a centerman i, I think he's just going to be a great oh, piece okay. i think i think he's going to be top six here here you, you very good question here's what i'm hoping because if he's not a centerman let's say to the side no he's better off at wing like he shows he's, he's a lot more comfortable at wing what if what if Owen Beck becomes a second line center and they pair those two together one day? I'm surprised you said Beck. I was gonna say Massar. I was gonna say Massar. I don't. I, I I see Massar as a winger. He looked better as a center when he played preseason. He did, but funny, funny enough. But I I want to see him play versus no. men. Like I want to see him play in. I hope he stays in Laval. I know Hughes said that he rather he plays in the OHL with Kitchener. So he could put up 80 points there instead of like instead maybe, of 40. maybe 40. Listen, you put up 40 points in the minors in your, your rookie year as a pro, or at least as a pro in North America, it's pretty it's pretty freaking good. So Especially it's his first action in North America ice too. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. It's his first time yeah. being pro in North America. So as for was that, back- did you Hold on. Did you see the picture of him and Slavkovsky's dad? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, looks like, he looks like Slavkovsky's younger brother. And then dad just brought him along. You want to know what the sad part is? I think Slavkovsky's dad was the only guy in that arena with the Montreal Canadiens jersey with the RBC patch on it. Yeah, that's Uh, true. Possibly. He he probably got that for free, so he doesn't give a shit. Sam, I know. I I just had to rip on it. As as for Owen Beck, Mm -hmm. if he becomes our second line center, it can't be another Dandino because that's been the sort of comparison. That's what you uh, don't want dude, in your second line man. I think he might have a bit more scoring touch than uh, If he does, Dano. great. If not, I hope who's, Kirby who's Doc. Da- who's Dadano, by the way? You uh, said Dadano. You said Dadano. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, Dano, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, if he, if he is touted to be like uh, Dano, like yep. his potential, I don't want that as a second line center. I'm sorry. <laughs> I he, think he's got a bit more of a scoring touch, though. I really think, think. And, I, and, I, and I think, and I think, if you give him good wingers, uh, I think he might he might be able to do something. He played he like him and Masar so, looked amazing, I'm, though. I'm going to reveal my frustration. I am tired of seeing a struggling offense in the Montreal Canadiens. Tired of seeing it with the Bergevin era. That's I. That's what I just don't want. I mean, okay, sure. The Birch of Air, you had Pacioretty who scored 30 goals for Gondos. No, as a team, we always struggled to score. You had one guy that scored. Sam, we, we haven't had a guy hit 80 points since Kovala. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, yeah, he's scored, what, 84, and 80, 84 points in 82 games? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We haven't yeah. had those scoring. Like, I'm not saying to be a Colorado. Like, obviously, I'd love to be. But, but those guys, three... 30 goal scores and then 20 and then you have guys that get 90 87 we have one guy that makes 60 65 68 points and then the rest just it's terrible we've we've never been a good offensive team under Bergevin I hate to say it we never will have one good goal scorer and a decent like playmaker we never had a good offense oh yeah because because we that team got carried by 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 carry Like yeah. no joke. Well, that, like, but, he, but that's hard. But that's hard to watch because you you end up watching the game and the best parts of the game are Carey Price's saves, not mm-hmm. anything at the under under the ice. And it's a miracle I, if they score. I think I think Vasilevsky is going to be the last of those. I mean, teams would kill for an elite goaltender like Carey Price, like Andre Vasilevsky. But if you're yeah, but 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 I mean, like Shosturkin took he, it took time to find him. 
You get you get what I'm saying? Whereas Vasilevsky and Price, they started right away, and everybody knew they were going to be elite goaltenders and probably the best in, in the world. But I think now, like, look look at Colorado last year. Like, who do they have in nets? They had Rant, the, was it Ranta and, uh, and Frank, Frank Sells? No, it was oh, uh, no. Kemper. Oh, sorry, right. Kemper, sorry. I, I got mixed up when both of them played in Arizona. Is Kemper really an elite goaltender? No, but their team is also a team that you don't hardly see constructed every year due to the cap. So my point you, is, is that I think teams now are seeing that if you, yeah, you want to, I don't know, building, you want a, good. A, a very, very good goaltender, but do you really want to build from the back outwards? Like, No, you, you definitely all. don't. But I'm saying too, it's very hard to get a team like Colorado like at any point because I think Colorado mm-hmm. have – they they were the Tampa Bay of a few years ago. They were able to make such a powerhouse team under the cap. But those even those teams are few and far between. Like those don't come often as well. That's why a guy like Kemper, you definitely yeah. need better than Kemper for a normal team that wins a cup. But Colorado, I, I actually found they were better than most teams that won the cup recently. Joe, if, and if you look at if you look at sorry, Chris, I'm gonna say this, then you go. If you look at it, almost every team that won the cup in a cap era. The highest paid player did not get more than nine million, as far as I can remember. Oh, I think definitely, and it's not a goaltender. Your goaltender cannot be your highest. Exactly, paid. exactly. Yeah. So Toronto, it's not going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah, and the point, and the point to be made, or the point that I wanted to make, would Jake Allen have won a cup if he was playing with Colorado? Yes, last year, I think yes. Yeah, he as their number one. Yeah, as, as a number, number one. one. Would he have won the cup if he was if he was the starting goaltender for the Colorado Avalanche in last year's playoff? Oh, I think good. the answer is yes, and uh, that's just a question. testament to what you're seeing. But at the same time, too, it's when St. Louis won, he was the backup to Bennington. So, and, and I understand Bennington was the hot goalie from mid-year onwards, but uh, it's a good question. Well, look, we'll see this year, Chris, because uh, breaking, I'm not a huge break, fan. Break, of, uh, breaking, breaking news, oh. breaking news regarding the Canadians live as as we say this. Mike Matheson to miss eight weeks. Kevin Gooley, perfect, perfect transition because I know, I know, okay, absolutely. Okay. Hold that thought, Joel. Just finish your point. Yeah, I'm I, not I a. I was just gonna say I'm not a huge fan of uh, Gorgiev or Georgiev, the backup bully of New York. I think he's a bit. I don't know. I think he lets in, like, he's a bit suspect, is what you can say. Yeah, but we'll see this year. He's Colorado's number one. Well, well, that's that's it. Him him and I call him Frank Sauce because I can't pronounce his name properly. Him and Frank Sauce, I think they're going to split duties. I think Gorgiev or Georgiev might get more games. But yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Well, listen, (laughs) no joke, a perfect transition here. Breaking news right now uh, Mike Matheson to miss eight weeks. I mean, fuck it, 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 it. Is this is this um, a necessary evil in a sense, if you want to use that term, for the kids, for for especially the three kids there that that uh, that made the team on defense? You know, you have your Jordan Harris, your Arbit Jacki, and your uh, and your Caden Gooley. I want to start by Caden Gooley here. I I I I don't remember when's the last time. A defenseman on his NHL debut, just with the Montreal Canadiens, had the most minutes played, time on ice, 22 minutes and 34 seconds. It's been a I, while. I, I don't remember that. I don't even think P.K. Subban did that. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, if it was done, it was probably like we're talking about the dynasty years of Montreal because I don't remember in recent history being done here at all. That, look, Caden Gooley his transition play, his ability to read the play and either be on the back end in position or on the offensive and leading a rush, leading a rush is unparalleled. I have, We haven't seen this in our time, as you guys just finished saying. Uh, I find he's extremely dependable in pretty much all situations. Yeah, The, the degree to which he's comfortable is, is shocking, if not scary. Um I don't know if you guys had heard Francois Gagnon was saying that he interviewed Savard after the game was finished. At one point in time, and it's it's to be expected, we can talk about Jack Eye, uh, you know, taking the penalty call that led to the penalty shot. Uh, you know, they, they made a few hiccups here and there, which is, again, to be expected. 
But Gouli at one point made a pass to Savard when he had two guys basically covering him. Uh, Francois Gagnon interviewing uh, Savard said, well, Savard actually turned and said, you know, Gouli came up to me and apologized after the fact that I, that he put me in a tough position. I mean, like he's a 20-year-old kid and he's already like he's got the the insight the to be able the, to to highlight that. I personally think yeah, the maturity level is amazing. This. Yeah, this I wouldn't apologize to Savard. Yeah. We're, <laughs> uh, we're, you know what's coming. You know I gotta say it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're all everybody's got their eyes on you know uh, Slavkovsky. Everybody's got their eyes on what Shane Wright's gonna do. I swear to God, bold prediction once more. Caden Gooley is going to be up there in the Calder discussions if he plays like this. Oh, okay. Okay. It doesn't go to a defense. Imagine, but imagine he comes in and becomes the most used player on the Montreal Canadiens' defensive end. How the hell does a rookie come and do that? Joe, who won it last year? Uh, What's his name? Oh, yeah. Morris Sider. Yeah, Yeah, true. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, two years in a row. I don't know. I think I, I feel like they get yeah, but he scored a lot of points. I think they fixate insane. a lot on points, which I don't like, by the way. But a lot of these awards, that's what they fixate on. And just Gooley will put up points just in the position Montreal's in. I don't know if they'll, he'll put up enough, you, but hopefully, yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. Do you think at some point in his career he could be nominated for a Norris? I think so. Yes, the way he played yesterday as a twenty-year-old kid, uh, home debut. Season debut in Montreal. I know he had a rocking crowd. It's still pressure against Toronto, which you've struggled with lately, and you handled the job well. Well, but can you imagine being a kid at that age? You walk in the dressing room, and you see on the board, you see Matthews, Marner, Tavares. I'd shit my pants. Like, you know you're going to have to go up against those. And the way Chris – How many goals did Matthews score yesterday? Did Matthews even play? I don't know. Martin? I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna walk out of Toronto. But anyways, that's just me. Um, the only one that we struggle to stop is Nylander. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but that guy he's fast. He needs Nylander. to be laid out. No, what needs it. to happen it, after we tank <laughs> after this year, we get Mitch Schoffer Bedard. Nylander has a falling out with Toronto because it's always been 50-50 and we trade for him. That's the guy that needs to come to Montreal. Yes. Don't give me those eyes. He needs to come to Montreal. And you call me delusional? What are you what? fucking nuts? Why? What are, you, what are you nuts? Why? Why? Well, why would you? Why? Why would we want Nylander on the team? Why? He's a phenomenal player, and he will stop scoring against us. Okay, so what? I like no. He hasn't proven anything, especially when it matters. Yeah, but that's Toronto. <laughs> Listen, that's Toronto. That's not look, a one you know player. What? No, hold he's on. the player that actually shows up in the playoffs. Yeah, he's the one player that shows up. I'm just, I'm just busting your chops, Roy. But fuck, you want to talk about me being delusional? Where I think Gallagher's going to score? He's going to score goals? thirty goals. Yeah, he's okay. not scoring thirty. Okay, okay. Here, here, Chris. I'm going to look at you now. A guy being delusional. Here's a guy that fucking think you. You guys know, I'm probably one of the biggest Montreal Canadiens fans you've ever met, right? You guys know me, Chris. You yes. know me your whole life, Joel. You've known mm-hmm. me since since the year two thousand, right? Okay. You guys know the game of hockey. I I love it to death, right? Correct. Okay, okay I'll give you that, Joel. The day I skate on the Bell Center ice, I will remember that for the rest of my life. You want to talk about being delusional, Chris? Here's a guy who thinks. Years ago, like during high school, that him and I went skating at the Bell Center together. To this day, he's still convinced I went with him, and it it, it never happened in my life. I want life. tickets to skate with the Canadians. The the background story, and Sam came, but he said he didn't. I didn't come with you. What the fuck are you talking about? He did. No, but... I didn't. I would have remembered this. I would have told Chris. Chris. <laughs> No, whether what? it's right or wrong, oh my so whether God. I'm right, You're or Sam, like, whether I'm right, or, buddy, whether I'm right or Sam is right, whichever. Oh my God! You can make the case that it happened so long ago. One of us could have forgotten. That's just a mistake. But Gallagher scoring thirty goals—that's delusional. That's and more realistic than me going on the Bell Center ice with you. Out of all people, with you. What do you mean, out of all people? I went. <laughs> 
I didn't go with you. I wasn't there. Yeah, Gallagher Joey, ain't Joey. Going 30 goals. And I, I never think... went to the Bell Center with you. Yeah, uh, I got to say, Joey, uh, I know Sammy. He's, he's family. Sammy would, like, chop off the tip of his finger to be able to uh, have that opportunity to skate. There's no way he would have forgotten it. That's no, no, I'm no. Don't bring this at. family. You're you're taking a side because of family for this. I don't want to no, hear No, 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 no. Let's Look, get on me, to the bigger news. Yeah, Let's I'm, get on. I'm Come on, Sam. Get on to the bigger <laughs> news. I mentioned Gallagher a couple of times. I've been waiting all episode. How many goals is he scoring this season? You have to give the number. I, 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 between 20 and 30. So now it's 20 to 30. Yeah, now it's even 20 though to you 30. started with saying thirty, you see this, Chris? Whatever, twenty to thirty. Who cares? As long as he scores, that's all I care about. We all gave a number. You heard yesterday's pod, uh, two days ago, our podcast. 30, Thirty-three. Let's go with that, okay? Oof, that's uh, <laughs> that's delusional. Well, that's that delusional. also adds. Speaking of thirty goal scores, we have Chris here, Sam, your cousin. Maybe it's a family thing who yeah. thinks Habs mm-hmm. are going to have three thirty goal scorers this year. My three. Nah, Colorado had three, and they're the delusional. highest scoring team in the league. No, nah, he's delusional too right now. It probably is. It runs in a family, but what do you want? Our family's fucked in that. Although Anderson, <laughs> uh, although Anderson is on pace for eighty-two goals. Joe, Joe, we're gonna so start having public public bets and public I'm consequences if these things too, play out. No, I was we happy for curfew boys, embarrassments, and stuff in public. Whoever loses, that's and we got to film it for for the podcast and for YouTube. We'll do yeah, that, Joey. We'll Joey, we're gonna we're gonna get you a pair of mutan with I am this Gallagher's face Gallagher's on it, and we're gonna make you fucking 30. go running around in them. No, we're gonna think of it because I'm this confident Gallagher is not scoring thirty, and I'm also confident we will not have three thirty goal scores. Okay. Can we all? I made a bet with Anthony. He lost. He says I'm always right. So that was number one. And I'll do the same with you guys. I don't lose much. Can we all agree that at least Caulfield's going to get 30 goals? Absolutely. He's going to be the one 30 goal scorer. Absolutely. I don't don't think Anderson. I don't think Anderson. Yeah, but at least over 30. I don't think Anderson's going to reach 30. Like, come on. All right, Sammy. You're only semi delusional. I take it back. Half. Better than none. You're gonna you're 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 gonna be blind when I arbor jack eye you in the face. Like <laughs> you almost threw me off the Bell Center arena. So that I did. That I remember because <laughs> you're, you you're almost player. threw me off the railing when because, was it Koivu or Surrey yes. scored? Well both, Koivu, but, but yeah, Koivu, both. Is, Saku Koivu, the one time he's at the point, the umbrella position on the power play Nashville after, Predators against Nashville, absolutely rips it, scores. It was like what? It was less time goal. That it was, was a time goal. But, 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 yeah, on the power play. Of course, I grabbed Joey because Joey is a diehard Sacramento fan, rightfully so. Of course, I grabbed him, and you know Anthony was there too. See, I remember. And then Sheldon he just grabbed me. He like was gonna throw me over the railing because okay, we were, we no, were at the first no. row, of the seats of the whites. Chris, Chris and to our to our uh, our viewers, do you guys remember when Zdeno Chara grabbed Brian McCabe? And just fucking oh yeah, ragged all. He literally lifted. He lifted him <laughs> off the ground. I did that to Joey. <laughs> yes, he did. And then Surrey scores the winner in overtime. And what happens? I thought I was dying once. No, they wanted. To, he wanted to give me the same experience with Anthony this time. I took both of them by the neck and I just shook them both to the point where they flex. Yeah, headless pile drive. Well, that's it. It was well, it was it was a Sheldon Surrey hat trick there. It probably was the only one of his career. Oh. But yeah, yeah, it was that one against Nashville, and I think they were down like I think three one or something like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yes, yes. See, Joe, that I remember. Fucking me skating on the Bell Center ice with you. I don't well, remember that because it never happened, you delusional fuck. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, if you think Gallagher's going thirty, there's something wrong with your brain. So I'll forgive you. Well, I. I have fucking fallen on my head a few times. So there you okay, go, Joe, Joey. At least give me this. There's a there's a chance that Anderson gets to thirty. There's no chance that Gallagher gets to thirty. Nah, I don't give you that because mm-hmm. he's not eating thirty. There's no chance. No. Fuck. Okay. No, but but there's no chance. Dude, and Anderson, dude, Anderson didn't even. He's looking him. better. I'll he say he's looking he better, not, but I don't think he's. Do you, you think Anderson's looking better? I thought he slowed down a little bit. No, I thought he, no, I thought he did slowed down in terms of his power rushes, yes, but yes. he was a bit more cerebral. Like, he had a bit more, like, IQ, and he was thinking mm-hmm. more about the plays that were happening rather than just bull rushing into the zone with that same move. So you think like he's he was changing, thinking a little more. You think he's changing his game a little bit? Yes, I do. Well, I was happy for him. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was an awesome goal. Uh, so that, that's And what a feed, like, 
the Suzuki feed was was as simple as it gets, but it's just it's just the knowledge of like Suzuki's looking one way. He's like, yeah, Andy, I know you're open. Just by the way, that, yeah, that slide it it seems easy, but in the moment of the game, the play like if Suzuki shot that puck, mm-hmm. he didn't have an open lane. Like no, he didn't. Where this is where Suzuki's high end IQ comes in. It's insane. And I wish Anderson had half of this because he would score thirty if he did. <laughs> but that little that little pass to Anderson to give him a wide open shot in the slot, that is that is phenomenal. Because if Suzuki shot that puck, it wasn't going in. Not that he doesn't no. have the shot for it. There was no, no way just, to look no, at that exactly. block. That little pass, that IQ play in that moment with 17 seconds left, that shows a, a first line player. That is elite type level IQ wise. Wow, what uh, the 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 play before that though, like where he he practically he almost backhand sauce it again to to Caulfield. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's it's just look. Honestly, I think Nick Suzuki showed he's the real deal, and there's a reason why he's the captain. It's yeah. it's 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 funny how we all thought it's like, is he really a number one centerman? Can we put that to rest? I, and I get it. Where it's only one game, I understand that. But can we put that to rest now? Yeah. yeah this no. guy literally, this guy literally took the reins on the fucking uh, Santa sled. He kicked Santa's off ass off, and he's he's guiding that sled, and he's delivering more than Santa Claus already. Seriously, is, all right. <laughs> is he is he a number one? Like in terms of he'll be better than whatever number two comes in. Like, you know, there's Matthews and then Tavares. There's a clear gap. Now McDavid and Dreisaitl, they kind of play together. Or Crosby, Malkin. You know, there's a clear number one. Is he that? I don't know if he reached that level because those are the guys that hit 90 to 100 points, but he definitely is a first-line center. Like, he's in a type of mold where it's like a bergeron Krejci type. Yeah. In those ways, which is not a bad thing. Well, they won the cup together. Exactly. Who was exactly. in charge? Who was one of the guys the, in charge of that team? Was was Jeff Gordon? That's right. Though, though, he's it's fine where he is. The thing is to progress further. Is we need to find his partner in crime, not on his line, but who's going to be that that guy under him, or yeah, I guess the one B center that is going to take the reins. We found the one A. Now we need to look at the one B. Who's going to be that yeah. guy? And it, com- and it comes well, back where, to where are we drafting question. this year? Where are we drafting this year? That might answer the question in itself. That's true. You might see a Berdard, Fantili, or at worst case, Mishkov for, right. for, for wing. Well, listen, if, if they do get Mishkov, you put him on the first line with Suzuki Caulfield, like Jesus Christ, that's pretty good. Slavkovsky did say he wants to be their line mate. He's going to push for it. He did say that, but let, let, let's be honest. I, I think Mishkov is going to be a bit more of an elite player than Slavkovsky is. But if you have Slavkovsky as your second line winger, that's pretty freaking good too. Yeah. My books. Yeah. They both works. Or if you knock on wood, you get first or, you know, you get first or third and you get Bedard or Frantili, then you're running Suzuki and Bedard or <laughs> Suzuki and Frantili. So, so you think we're going to get first and third? First or third. Oh, because I was ready to throw the delusional fucking insult at no, you. No, no, no. Well, we're hoping for Florida to have a miserable year. Oh, so, I'm praying. I'm I don't know if it's praying. top 10 protected, though. It's not. It's Perfect. not. It's unprotected it's not top, completely. It's not top 10. The only one that's top 10 was was uh, was Calgary for, for, for Monaghan. That's it. Perfect. We hope to have a bad... They got worse after their deal. We hope they have a bad year. Oh, man. I hope so. I um, like Florida, and I'll root for them if they make playoffs. But during the season, I want them to lose. Uh, right now, they're getting outshot uh, eight to five against the Islanders. Oh, it's, oh, it's true. They're still, they're still. Uh, I forgot there was games on tonight. <laughs> yeah, Capitals Arizona's Leafs already losing. Uh, that's no good. So Senators, to- uh, Kachuk, disgusting. Okay, Flyers, Flyers, Flyers are tied with the Devils. That's good. That's all right. To our fans, anyone that wants to follow the main teams to 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 watch out for is Seattle, Arizona, Philadelphia, and Chicago. You want those yeah. four teams to win. You really, really so want them to win. Coyotes are standing apart in the degree of shittiness. They're losing three nothing. They have four shots on goal uh, after the first period. I uh, Flyers and Devils are tied. Um, I don't know. Oh, I think I, I think Jeff Petrie got his first uh, point as a Pittsburgh hey, Penguin. Congrats to him. To, so, uh... And and Washington <laughs> just took the lead over Toronto. So can we see Toronto 0 two? 
Hey, listen, the Curfew Boys tweeted on Twitter. If you guys have Twitter, follow us on Twitter. You also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you like what you see, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Curfew Boys. Um, I took a screenshot of uh, the standings, and it's Montreal, Boston top. <laughs> yeah, Tampa Bay, Toronto at the bottom. So I stopped the count. Stop so I said, count. like, I'm like, like, listen, we're posting this now while we still can and brag about it. So, uh, anyways, I, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, t- you know, the next matchup, the Canadians, they're going to head to Detroit. Another original six uh, matchup. What are you guys expecting? You know, Marty saying we confirmed that Jake Allen is back in net for that one. Uh, what, what, what do you think? Detroit, Detroit too. They're 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 making progress. They're slowly man. improving. I don't follow them enough to to know how much they're improving. But guys mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Cider and obviously uh, Dylan Larkin. Yeah. And who's the rookie for? They have Raymond. Lucas Raymond. Yeah. He, Lucas Raymond. Yeah. They're 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 tough players to play. I think we'll, we'll we'll have another good game. I, I don't think Montreal will get outplayed. I think Saturday is going to be the game where we show against, against, against Ovechkin and the yeah. Capitals, yeah. But Friday, you know, Detroit has never been super great, and they're not super bad anymore. They're just that team that's there, kind of like what we were always were. Yeah. It'll be tough to see. I, I, I don't know what to expect because I don't know how Detroit will be, but I don't think we'll get I don't think we'll get destroyed. I think yeah. I think we're looking at um, a few things. I think this team, especially the young guys, uh, riding a very high uh, emotionally, uh, big time high after that game. Uh, so I think that was a huge, huge, huge um, boost in in confidence after not winning the whole freaking preseason. So I think they're going to come out pretty strong. But regardless. As long as it's like the last game, I found myself halfway, especially after Cole Caulfield scored that second goal of his, I just, my girlfriend walks in the room and I'm smiling and I'm happy and it's tied and she's going like, well, what the hell is going on? And I'm going, doesn't matter if they win or lose, the guys who we wanted to put up points are putting up points and I foresee that. So I don't know if we're going to win or lose, but I I still think we're going to get more of the same next game. We're going to have three or four goals. And uh, we're going to see some nice plays, and uh, that'll be that. Look, this is this is going to be the reality of the season, and I think that's another thing that we saw yesterday is we're going to have, from start to finish, consistent effort, at least for the most part, and that's what we all hope for. And it's exactly like Chris said. You want to see the best players be the best players. As long as they demonstrate, you know, hard efforts, uh, progression, you know, that, that's what we want, at least from the forwards. Uh, from defense, it's obviously on the weaker side, the less experience. But however, like Joey said, the, the three of them, Jordan Harris, Arbor Jack, I, Kaden Gooley, they kind of look like the veterans that were calm, cool, collective, you know, compared to Savard and Ko- Kovacevic, who I thought was decent. You know, he he's... He's still first game. He, it's his first, first game. game. Yeah. It's his first game, but he, he made a couple... He, he, he blocked a lot of shots on, on the PK, which is which is good. That that guy's that guy's anyways, he, he's there for a job, right? He's there, he's fighting for a job. So on the on the defensive side, especially from the kids, you, you just want to see you want to see progression. You want to see that they're they're developing the right way. You know, they're gonna make mistakes. They're they're gonna make mistakes. A lot of them might be mental mistakes, but you wanna make sure that they're learning. And you hope to God that the coaching staff doesn't punish them, which kind of looks like that's it's it doesn't seem to be the case. I think they're going to let the kids play. And that's what we want. And I think as Habs fans everywhere, we need to manage those expectations. You know, it's obviously normal for all of us. We're off a high of, of, a, of a spectacular win, an entertaining hockey game. You know, it's it's a, like it's a hockey's back against against our rivals, the Maple Leafs, at the Bell Center, home open, everything, all that. We're coming off the high. It's totally normal that right now maybe some of us, or thinking, ah, maybe they could surprise. You know, Gallagher, Suzuki said that before the season started. Uh, Kent Hughes on Wednesday's press conference. He's like, we're hoping that we could surprise a few people, and I think we could. And you know what? Maybe. Maybe it could happen. But at the same time, too, it's, it's, we can't get too ahead of ourselves. This is still a young team. They're probably going to get even younger with trades coming up of, like, guys that are on contract years like Dadunov, like Dwayne, uh, maybe Hoffman, maybe Dvorak, maybe Monaghan. You know, maybe. Uh, sorry, Joe. Don't go. Don't get your hopes up there, buddy. Uh, but all that. But no, Gallagher's here to stay. But all that to say is that listen, if what we saw yesterday is a sample size 
of the effort that's going to be shown for 82 games, I think fans are conscious enough to know that it's still a rebuild phase. There's still going to be a lot of growing pains. Just please give us effort, give us entertainment, and we're going to cheer you on from start to finish. That that's what we asked for. Obviously, a last place too as a cherry on top bonus, but that's what we asked for. Asking just for, you know, because what they showed last year is like there was. I know there was a whole transition, but fans were happy for the tank, but it was it was bad. Like yeah, there wasn't effort shown. It was truly truly bad. And then towards the end, I I think they just like gave out. I really think they did. But this year, I mean, it's yeah. trending towards the right direction. We're gonna lose quite a bit. But at least they'll show a lot of effort and give us fans, you know, some things to cheer about. Cole they're going to do it Suzuki in the court. Yeah, they're going to do it for Marty because if you saw his reaction when they won, like the guy, the guy's not a hockey coach. He's still a hockey player. He still has that competitive <laughs> edge that wants to that wants to win. It's only normal. And if we're missing somebody, he can strap on the skates. I'm sure he'll do better than dude. Probably <laughs> like, slap, like, like slap shot. He's going to be a player coach. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just get the Hanson brothers in there. Let's fucking go. <laughs> That's it. You guys have anything else to add before we wrap this up? No, well, just... I guess. No, I do. I do want to say this because of the fact that they're not going to be playing in such a big game with so much going on and mm -hmm. that they got it out of the way. Um, especially for Slavkovsky, very interested to see what's going to happen tomorrow. I foresee a lot more uh, from him. I hope, I hope so. so. Yeah, I hope so. I haven't checked the lines, but uh, for sure, more more details of the lineup is going to get revealed tomorrow as the day goes by. Um, so yeah, that's it. Yeah. So next game, Friday against the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit, and then Saturday the boys come back to face Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. So. Uh, lots of good hockey coming up for you, but until then, you know, we're going to thank everybody for, uh, tuning in, for seeing us live on YouTube. Um, you're probably hearing this on Apple podcast, Spotify. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us, give us a rating, um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You, you can always reach to us. We are, uh, not all delusional. No, right we now. are. We are. Yeah. All in our own way, delusional. We're all, we're, all, we're all a little bit, we're all a little bit screwed up in the head, but that's okay, right? So, so uh, yeah, uh, Joey, Chris, uh, thanks for doing this with me. Uh, you know, enjoy the games uh, Friday and Saturday, and uh, until then, bye, bye now. now. Good night.